Well, it took a little bit longer than we thought, but finally, Utah linebacker Devin Lloyd has been drafted. Tell you all about it coming up next on Locked on Utes. You are Locked on Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Lockdown Utes here. Another late bedtime edition on Thursday, April 28th. If you've been paying attention to the podcast at all the last few days, last week or so, you know, tonight was the big night. It's not, I'm not talking about game six for the Jazz. Who cares about that, right? You can get all your stuff on everything Jazz from my good friend David Locke on Lockdown Jazz. This is Lockdown Utes, your first listen every day. We appreciate that so much. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has more odds and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Tonight was the big night, obviously, for the NFL draft, where NFL prospects find out where they'll begin their professional careers. And the story of the night, the, the thing we were all anticipating, where former Utah linebacker, all American, all around good guy. Devin Lloyd would end up, uh, as I mentioned in the uh, opening, uh, it took a little bit longer than I think we were expecting. Uh, but finally, with the 27th pick of the first round, Devin Lloyd was selected by the Jacksonville Jaguars. So really kind of a fun night. It was, uh, it was great to see Devin Lloyd's reaction. Uh, that, was, that was pretty funny when he got drafted. Uh, he was wearing a pretty fashionable burgundy suit. Um, black undershirt, some, some nice chain action going on. Um, obviously he was thrilled to, to be enjoying that moment when he grabbed the hat and looked into the mirror, you know, put on that Jacksonville Jaguars hat for the first time, just had an incredibly big smile, uh, with his sunglasses on as well. was looking very, very cool. Very, very, I'm going to hit a Las Vegas nightclub kind of, kind of cool. Um, obviously he, he gets on stage walks up onto the stage there in Las Vegas and gives uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell an enormous embrace, uh, picks him off the ground. That uh, image might be the image of the night. It, it kind of reminded me of when uh, Garrett Bowles got drafted and he brought his little kid up and uh, wrapped him in the Broncos jersey and held him up for everybody to see. Uh, just how that image kind of became the, the best picture of the night. And in the same way, I think Devin Lloyd holding Roger Goodell not unlike how Garrett Bowles uh, held his child, uh, that that'll be the 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 image to take home and remember from tonight. So, really fun. Uh, it was kind of an interesting night watching it all go down. Um, I think a lot of people, including myself, thought Devin Lloyd would go a lot earlier in the draft. Well, not a lot, but a few picks earlier. Um, according to my research, my best understanding. Uh, of what I was going through, what I saw, the clues, the hints, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I really thought there was a chance he was going to go at 21 to the New England Patriots. Um, I mentioned that on my last podcast, and I was uh, immediately vindicated, I guess you could say, by the the media out there in Boston. I think uh, a lot of folks out there saw what the the majority of draft pundits were saying, that he would be a great fit for the Patriots. So, uh they even put Devin Lloyd on the front page of the uh, sports section of the Boston Globe today. I think uh, I think a lot of a lot of people were expecting Devin Lloyd to be putting on a Patriots hat tonight. 
Uh, but then a bunch of trades happened. Uh, I believe at least nine happened by the time I'm recording this, recording this just at, uh, as the uh, first round is wrapping up. Uh, I believe it was the largest number of trades in the first round since the NFL draft moved to a three-day format in 2010. Um, New England traded out of 21, moved back to 29. Uh, that made uh, the selection at 22 by the Green Bay Packers seem like a definite possibility. And I think everybody who uh, is associated with the University of Utah fan knows the story um, last year with uh, – you know, the championship and uh, the passings of Ty Jordan and Aaron Lowe knows how significant that number is worn by both those, both those guys retired uh, by coach Whittingham honored by the program, all that good stuff. It would have been an incredibly special storyline. Um, really kind of a nice bow on the end of that uh, story. Um, the Packers, however, not nearly as uh, sensitive to the, sentimentality that we all would have enjoyed uh, had that happened. They went ahead and took a, a different linebacker. They took Quay Walker from Georgia, guy with similar measurables to Lloyd. He was rated as the third best linebacker in the draft, whereas Lloyd is rated as the second. Um, so something that was a little perplexing just based on, uh, on that analysis by a lot of fans. In the end, though, Devin Lloyd uh, ultimately taken at 27th overall, um, something that a lot of people were excited about. Uh, you, the, the consensus was at 20, 27 that it, he was a steal in the draft, but a very interesting draft. Uh, locked on NFL, all the locked on NFL team hosts, locked on college hosts. They've got some great stuff for you. Make sure you check that out. Uh, some of the bigger storylines were uh, Kenny Pickett from Pitt getting drafted by Pittsburgh. Uh, so he'll remain there, uh, uh, you know, calling the plays, throwing the ball, all that good stuff over there in Heinz Stadium. Uh, again, Jacksonville picked uh, first overall as well. They selected Georgia tight end Trayvon Walker. Um, lots of receivers, um, lots of linemen taken. Uh, just just one uh, quarterback so far that I can, again, we're recording right here at the end of the draft. Uh, at the end of the first round, uh, just one quarterback. So a lot, of, a lot of wide receivers as well. I think one of the one of the other major stories was that uh, I, I think uh, three or four Ohio State wide receivers were taken almost in sequence at one point in the in the first round. Um, obviously, they created a, a number of problems for Utah in the Rose Bowl, um, but re- Utah hung with them, nearly pulled off the victory in Pasadena. Um, but man, when you see a team send that many skill players to the, to the NFL and, and go in the first round, uh, it really kind of illustrates what the Utes were up against in the Rose Bowl. So again, but the story tonight is Devin Lloyd, as expected, becomes Utah's ninth ever NFL first round selection. Big night for the program. Um, we're going to talk about what kind of situation he's headed into in Jacksonville. Uh, uh, I think uh, it's a team we've heard a little bit about uh, in the negative realm of the press, um, but I'll tell you a little bit more about Jacksonville, what kind of situation Devin Lloyd's headed into and what the uh, what the experts are saying about his upside in the NFL draft. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, 
They've got NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball. They had some NFL draft stuff as well. They've got your. They've got everything you need. They're your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs and even esports if that's your thing. So head to the website today and use your mobile or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Remember that's BetOnline.net where the game starts. So a little bit more about Jacksonville, where Devin Lloyd's going to end up. Um, we've uh, It's a team that I think we've heard a little bit about here in Utah, mostly because of the connection made between the Jags and former University of Utah head coach Urban Meyer. Uh, Urban Meyer had very short tenures at both Utah and in Jacksonville um, for wildly different reasons. Uh, of course, Urban Meyer spent two years with the University of Utah, uh, elevated the program to new heights before passing it off to Kyle Whittingham, uh, you know, took the Utes to back-to-back Mountain West Conference championships, a 10-2 and season, his first year at the helm, and then an undefeated season that culminated in a Fiesta Bowl appearance and victory and a top-five national ranking the year after uh, before leaving to Florida. Now, his second trip to Florida, this time at the professional level with the Jacksonville Jaguars did not go nearly as well as was well documented in the media last year. Um, the Jags went just two and 11 under urban, uh, which you might note is less than an, a full NFL season uh, because he didn't make it through the year. Uh, there was allegedly a lot of dysfunction, um, animosity, toxicity, um, not a very conducive environment to creating wins, according to reports uh, there in the in the Jacksonville building under under Urban Meyer's regime. Um, some things that were documented on social media as well. Um, a dancing incident in Ohio that didn't play very well. So yeah, Urban Meyer left uh, Jacksonville, uh, having done a, a I think what a lot of people would say is a very poor job. Um, the the team finished the year. Uh, three and fourteen under interim coach um, Daryl Bevel, I think, um, who was the offensive coordinator for the Seahawks for a while. But um, so yeah, they had back-to-back years with the number one overall pick this year and last year. Last year they selected uh, Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence, who a lot of people uh, were expecting and still expect to some degree to be, uh, you know, very effective, perhaps even generational talent in the NFL. Uh, still time on the clock for him to correct some of those mistakes that uh, were maybe that uh, could be attributed to the, to the urban urban situation. But now the, the Eagle, excuse me, the, the Jags are coached by former Eagles coach, Doug Peterson. You might remember him. He coached the Eagles to the Super Bowl 52 victory over new England in 2018. Uh, Philly special Nick Foles um, beat Tom Brady all that good stuff, right? Uh, that was that was a really fun Super Bowl. Enjoyed seeing that. He'll be uh, he'll be running the show over there in Jacksonville, which, as I mentioned, also had the number one overall pick. They selected uh, Georgia tight end Trayvon Walker, who uh, has been called a physical freak and a monster at six foot five, two hundred and seventy two pounds, which is enormous. And uh, if he is as athletic and as um, capable. As the as the experts see, seem to think he is, and uh, the team obviously selecting him first overall, 
that's going to be uh, a stronger defense there in Jacksonville. And then you throw Devin Lloyd in the mix, it gets even better. So what, what, what I think is more exciting about Devin Lloyd, much more than his destination, I think. You know, I think for a guy you know, who slips to 27 uh, near the end of the first round, I think you would expect to go to a better place, maybe even a potential uh, Super Bowl contending team that late in the first round. That's not going to be the case for Devin Lloyd uh, early in his career. Uh, but the comparisons are still really strong, and I think that's the thing to be most excited about. Uh, most draft experts have compared him to Darius Leonard. You might know him as the Maniac. He plays for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and last year, prior to the season, signed a $99 million contract, making him the highest-paid linebacker in NFL history. Um, it's it's a great comparison. I think it's an incredibly high compliment for the experts to to put Devin Lloyd in, in the same conversation as Darius Leonard, a guy who's been an all-pro selection all four years of his career. Um, as I said, is obviously very well compensated as the best, uh, as the highest paid uh, linebacker in NFL history. And a guy who has kind of kept the Colts afloat um, in the post Andrew Luck years uh, to the point where they're still a decently competitive team. Um, I think uh, the Indianapolis defense has really been a strength for them over in the heart of the country. So uh, really exciting. And I think if, if Devin Lloyd can live up to that potential, uh, it won't matter where he's drafted. He'll still make a lot of money. And uh, that's that's what it's all about, right? Well, I mean, winning's fun too. But obviously, you know, getting compensated for what you're worth is uh, a good indication of how effective you are. So uh, I think that's what I'm most excited about for Devin Lloyd. Definitely really excited for him to, to talk to the media I'm sure he'll have a lot of great things to say. That's probably what we'll cover tomorrow. I'm sure he'll be introduced to the Jacksonville media um, in the morning, I would expect, and uh, that's what we'll cover tomorrow. So that was a, that made it fun to, to see his reaction, to see his parents, to see, uh, see everybody so excited for him at the NFL draft. is certainly a little bit more, uh, I guess, a different level of uh, impatience and... Uh, stress than tonight's jazz game right now I'm looking jazz are trailing late in the fourth quarter so we'll see how that goes but anyway transfer season continues for the University of Utah we knew this week would be big on transfers the Utes lost four more players into the portal today I'll tell you all about that coming up next um so for for those of you for uh as we've talked about a little bit this week it's transfer portal season that this is something Kyle Whittingham uh, told us he was expecting to see a lot of action in uh, after the spring game last Saturday. The uh, deadline to play immediately for transferring players uh, comes into play on May 1st. So this is obviously going to be a very busy season between these players seeing where they fall in the pecking order after after spring ball to making decisions about their future, where they can get more playing time, where they can get a better situation for whatever reason. Uh, we, this is something that we knew would happen already been a couple guys, uh, who have entered their names into the transfer portal. Uh, four more Utes entered the portal today. They lost Maris Talavu. And if my pronunciation sucks, which I've heard from some of you that it does forgive me, uh, Carson Tabernacci from a linebacker freshman, uh, he'll leave the program without playing a single down for the Utes. Uh, Kamui Latu, safety. He's uh, been he's been on the field for the Utes, but he's also uh, moving on. And Braden Whistler, uh, running back, will also f- look for greener pastures via the transfer portal. 
Um, as, as I've said in earlier in the week, um, transfer portal is not necessarily a bad thing. Doesn't indicate a problem with the program. In fact, in a lot of cases, it might indicate that the, the program is very healthy, that the, they have a lot of good things going on, that they probably have uh, an embarrassment of riches or an overabundance of talent. Uh, I think I saw one Twitter um, user had like an interesting way of putting it, an interesting analogy that said, you know, too, too many dogs, not enough dog food in the bowl. And I, that seems to be the case for, the, uh, for these guys who are leaving the program. Um, I, you know, I think this is a, a thing that can be positive for both sides. You know, it makes things a little bit easier to, to sort out the, the depth chart over there. Utah gives the, the best players a chance to play more. Um, and it gives the players who maybe were going to be a little bit lower on the depth chart, uh, a chance to, to find a place where they can play a bit more. Um, and, and it is possible for an amicable departure. I think we, I saw that on Twitter as well tonight as I was, doing my uh, not very funny tweets and um, following the NFL draft. Uh, we saw Kemoy uh, Latu tweeted his appreciation for Utah, hashtag 22 forever. Um, seemed like he, you know, had a really good experience with the Utes. And uh, this was something that was retweeted or quote tweeted, I should say, by defensive coordinator Morgan Scally, who wished him the best and encouraged him to bring his uh, positive attitude wherever he may land in the transfer portal. So amicable, amicable departure there. I hope I pronounced that right. Otherwise you guys are going to grill me for that. Uh, the big loss seems to be Carson Tabarachi, a local prospect from Park City High School, was ranked as the ninth best recruit in the state, committed to Utah last November. Uh, he'll leave the program like like a few of the others without playing a single down for the Utes, um, which to me indicates uh, that to me, I think there's a little bit of an area of concern there. See a guy who was a bit highly touted and, uh, you know, considered to be someone who could develop into a real playmaker for Utah. Seen so many three-star prospects become elite defenders, linebackers under Kyle Whittingham, under Morgan Scally. Um, he's, he's a big kid. He was, you know, very heavily recruited out of park city He'll be looking for another place to play, though. Uh, what it tells me, though, is that it really seems to be uh, Lander Barton's position to, to lose, I, and it seems like he's not going to lose it anytime soon. Lander Barton, obviously son, or not son, excuse me, uh, brother of Cody and Jackson Barton, who have been incredible youths and have gone on to the next level in the NFL. Um he comes in as an 18-year-old freshman and has has pretty much dominated the discussion at linebacker for Utah. And it seems to be the case where you see a guy like uh, Tabarachi, you know, look elsewhere to, to play. It seems like uh, he wasn't going to find a lot of field with Lander Barton in the same room as him. So that's that's what I'm told. That's, that's the feeling I get there. Um, so, yeah, a few more guys enter the transfer portal for Utah. Still a few days remain before the May 1st deadline. Uh, I'm sure we might see a few more. We might see some incoming guys as well with some of these scholarships opening up. So anyway, thanks for listening. It's been an exciting day. We've led up to it for, for a while now. It's come to fruition. Devin Lloyd is headed to 
Florida to be a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Appreciate all your patronage, your listening. You guys on YouTube have been incredible. Uh, appreciate the the huge bump in subscribers. Let's keep it going. Uh, now, you know, let's let's. I'm sure you want to, you know, wrap everything up on the NFL draft. Go ahead and make locked up and locked on NFL draft your second listen. The guys over there in Dallas and our studios have been doing a great job. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight analysis. They've been going for hours now on a live show on YouTube. I believe they've turned it off now, but you should still check it out. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts as well. 